Hello, and welcome to the Almost Canadian Hockey Podcast. I am your host, Parker Warner, and with me again is Justin Levine. Uh, Justin, I can almost call you my co-host now because you've done this more than anyone else. There are several people who I have not done an episode with yet who I would like to, but yeah, you're basically my co-host now. Yeah, I think that's fair to say after what, I think this is the third episode. Third or fourth, yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, thanks again for being on. You're the only like night owl um, that I know of. Everyone else just has work in the morning, I guess, is how they put it. But uh, whatever. Um, I'm glad to, I'm glad you're always up to do this. Um, but yeah, uh, big day. Uh, for me, anyway, as a Minnesota fan, they, uh, the Minnesota Wild are back in action after 14 days of absence. Uh, unfortunately, they lost uh, 4-0 to zero against the Kings. Um, Kapo Kakanen was in net instead of Cam Talbot because Cam Talbot is out with, uh, you know, he's still on the COVID list. Um, a couple other guys on the COVID list as well. Um, uh, Brad Hunt, uh, Carson Stussy, uh, Jonas Brodine, and, Vic- and Victor Rask were all out because of COVID. Um, and Jared Spurgeon, uh, he has some sort of upper body injury that I didn't know about until today. So that'll be interesting uh, how, you know, the captain being out is going to, is it going to affect them? But um, yeah, these last two weeks, I've just been really, really bored because it's just there's just been no wild hockey and i just now they're back and so we're we're having a good time um yeah and then montreal they're on their bye week so justin you're gonna be all bored this week too so you're gonna you're gonna feel the same way that i that i've been feeling yeah, I'm going to have to watch my hometown team that I don't actually like, but, um, you know, we all make sacrifices, so. Don't don't go out in the street and say that. Yeah, no, that's how, <laughs> that's how Torontonians get punched in the face. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, they uh, – I know last uh, – on Monday, um, you know, there was a Winnipeg game as well that went – he didn't go into overtime, but um, it was a really – it was a good game. Six uh, – Winnipeg won six to five. Um, that's, that was really fun in that late – in that that uh, that later game. Um, six to five, hopefully uh, tomorrow, on uh, Wednesday night they can keep that up, keep their keep their win streak going, get, get ahead of uh, Edmonton. But um, yeah, same at the same time as the uh, as the wild game, the uh, Avalanche beat the Golden Knights. Um, the Avalanche have been really, even a, a, a little sloppy. Um, granted, they were also on a bit of a break, uh, same time as as the Wild. Uh, they got back just a couple days ago, uh, bef- before the Wild, but um, you know. Came back tonight with a win. Um, the uh, Devils and Rangers also played today. Uh, uh, Devils beat the Rangers 5-2. Um, didn't get a chance to actually watch that one, but uh, 
Um, you and I both know that uh, Joe, he, you know, Jersey Joe, he likes uh, uh, Sharon, 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 God, I can never say his name, Sharon Govich. There we go. Probably butchered that. Uh, the rookie, uh, he he scored uh, in the in the second period in the third period. Um, <clears throat> then yeah, Capitals beat the Penguins. I feel like I feel like I'm, I've been read I've been saying that a lot like lately. Uh, Capitals and Penguins. Uh, I feel like they've just been playing like a really long series. Like it's just a really long series. Like they played on Sunday, and then like a couple like a couple weeks ago they played on on Sunday on on national TV, and they've just it's just been Penguins and Capitals. Just just <laughs> whenever I look at the at the schedule, it's just been Penguins and Capitals. Um, and then the. The first game of the night uh, was uh, Islanders and Sabres. Um, Sabres, they look really good on paper, uh, but they just can't – they can't get it together. They lost 3-0. Uh, Sorokin getting the shutout there. And then there was – there was supposed to be a, a Nashville and Dallas game, but that got postponed due to COVID. So, you know, we all love that. But, uh, <clears throat> yeah. Justin, uh, did you, you get a chance to watch any of the games or, ca- or catch anything? I think the most recent game I probably caught was Saturday night, Montreal versus Toronto here in what people have in the past jokingly called downtown Canada. But, um, you know, really that's downtown Toronto at the Scotiabank Arena. Uh, Montreal uh, looking for a much-needed win. Um, pulled that game to the to the very last minute. Brendan Gallagher uh, with the game-winning goal. Montreal won 2-1. to one. That was after they played Edmonton on Thursday night and earlier in the week had played Toronto in their second of now three games against them so far this season. So um, Montreal now enters their bye week, um, and so they will not be playing. So I have to find other ways to entertain myself um, between, um, I guess, Toronto Maple Leafs hockey and the rest of the Australian Open um, in Melbourne, Australia. But, um, you know, um, I think I've been really pleased with Montreal for the most part if I look up to this point and I have to pick out my stars um you know I say Jeff Petrie is always someone I enjoy um goaltending nothing has seriously impressed me up to this point um so I'm not really gonna touch much on the goaltending but um you know going around the horn I'd probably say Jeff Petrie um Shea Weber's been I don't know not not you know a standout player in my mind um and you know those of you who w- wish to have uh, a conversation about that comment should you want to justin will be hbs on twitter um so there's one um the youngsters i don't know nothing seems to stand out to me right now but i guess for that reason i'll give number two to brandon gallagher just because he's that hungry go-getter and he showed that on hockey nine canada um with the game winner so there's number two and um I might not even have a number three. I mean, I'm just, you know, they're playing a style of hockey right now that's not all too familiar to those who've long watched Montreal Canadiens hockey. And this is something written um, actually in the Pocket Authority today by Emmanuel uh, Diamantikas. I hope I said his last name right. Emmanuel, if you're listening, I apologize. Um, but um, it's a style of hockey that you're fighting tooth and nail and they're not playing the way that they started this season. So um, there's little reason for concern, but um, concern nonetheless. 
Um, you know, again, um, whether it's attributed to the coaching staff, whether it's contributed to a lack of chemistry, you know, no one knows. And there's no COVID excuse here. No teams have been hindered here by the virus. So, um, you know, if it's just, uh, you know, figure out the kinks and get it back together, by all means, do it. Um, and that's, I'm sure, it's something they'll be looking at the next little bit. Um, I will address the Victor Mede rumors that continue to loom. Uh, Mark Bergevin again stated this week, there is no interest in getting rid of Victor Mede. Uh, those conversations have not happened and will continue not to happen, of course, until that is he gets traded because Bergevin's got this tactic up his sleeve where he will say that this player will not get moved. And then within a couple of days or so, they've been moved and it's a, all, all supposed to be in a, I don't know, surprise tactic or something. So um, I don't ne necessarily believe him. I'll take it for what it is. Is, but I don't think Mede sticks around much longer if I had to um, figure this out myself. Now, um, one of two things could have happened here because um, Montreal, what they could have done in an in some sense, Alex Galchenyuk has been a floating player recently. And, um, you know, a lot of people said, hey, Toronto would be a good place. And in about 24 hours after that person made comment, Toronto goes and gets Alex Galchenyuk in a trade. Now, what could have been interesting was if Montreal brought him back for his second go-around with the Habs and just sent Mede down to their taxi squad for a little bit. Um, I don't know what taxi squad ice time looks like, but worst case scenario, the American Hockey League is back. He could have been sent down to the Laval Rocket to work with Joel Bouchard for a week or so. Um, I don't know, just to work on small things, come back up. And Galchenyuk, he's not going to be a long-term player wherever he goes anyway. So, um you know, with Toronto, I don't expect that to be long lasting, especially because I do expect Nick Robertson to get called up from the Marlies to the Maple Leafs. So Galchenyuk, I think, is a more like a one, two week replacement at most. But, um, you know, um, he can just be a floating player. And it's un unfortunate for a guy of his stature who, um, in that respect, has lost his, um, you know, stardom, uh, if you will, um, and is now a player who's been six, seven NHL teams now. And um, I think that just says enough. So I'm not going to dig too much into that. But Galchenyuk, again, being traded from Carolina to Toronto, nonetheless, uh, after Carolina originally claimed him off of waivers. So the way that this trade works while I'm discussing it, um, and again, Parker, if you'll allow me to just kind of digress right into this trade, um, is the fact that, you know, Galchenyuk now joins Toronto and at the very most as depth, he's not a fantastic player. That offensive power is gone, or at least it looks like it's gone. So, um, you know, maybe that maybe it reignites a fire in him and gets him going here in Toronto, where um, honestly, the forward court is solid i mean it's all happening in the right way for toronto led by sheldon Keefe, former Mar head coach of the toronto marlies and um you know my expectations were always high of sheldon and he hasn't let me down with toronto maple Leafs. the only reason i watch them is because of sheldon Keefe, uh someone i'm familiar with from the marlies now here's how this trade works in retrospect going from uh former player of the Marlies last year, Yeager Korshkov, who's playing in the KHL this year, has been traded to Carolina alongside David Warsawski. I hope I said that right. Now, interesting note, David Warsawski is with the Toronto Marlies. Now, what's interesting about that is, despite the trade, he, he was, now, don't get me wrong, he was pulled from the lineup the last night before their game against Manitoba, which was Toronto's season opener. Now, um, despite this trade there was a lot of weird stuff going on today because originally what was said is in the transactions page on the marley's website was warsawski would indeed be sticking with the marley's despite being traded um 
with Carolina uh, at the time marked as loaning him to the Marley's affiliate. So um, that lasted for, I don't know, all of a few hours. Long story short, Orsovsky's gone. He's headed now to uh, what I believe still the Charlotte Checkers. Um, I know there was some talk about uh, shifting their AHL affiliate affiliate elsewhere don't know that that happened given the COVID times that we're in um so I believe he said to the checkers Korshkov will uh join the checkers if anything I think Korshkov if he decides to come back to North America um will end up being with the Marlies but um you know or sorry not with the Marlies with the Hurricanes but um you know no way to know so um there's that on that front but Galchenyuk gives him another opportunity and um you know wishing him well with the Maple Leafs so um you know uh apologies for my rant but I will let Parker take it away from here um yeah that's that's just fine uh, I think um the Charlotte so Charlotte uh the Charlotte Checkers um they're actually now the affiliate of Florida and the Chicago Wolves are the affiliate. Get done, okay. Of yeah, the um, the Chicago Wolves are the affiliate of the Carolina, not Panthers. That's football. Carolina Hurricanes. My goodness, I'm sorry. Um, but no, a similar similar deal happened um, in baseball. The uh, St. Paul Saints are now the AAA affiliate of the Minnesota Twins, and the Rochester Red Wings were the affiliate of the twins but now they're the affiliate of the washington nationals so a little little uh mix up in, in baseball do what they're doing that too but uh yeah so they those two um charlotte and uh charlotte and chicago they switched um but yeah i was also confused by that uh, earlier today I, yeah, I and I believe that the Chicago Wolves were last season the affiliate of the St. Louis Blues, if I have my words marked correctly with that. Um, so a little bit of a American Hockey League shakeup, but, um, you know, I don't know, as more, uh, I don't know, suspense to the fire, if you will, but um, right. nonetheless, uh, Warsawski is no longer a Marley, and Jaeger Korshkov, his tenure uh Anyhow, in the Toronto organization, despite not being the Marlies, uh, is officially over as he now moves on to the Carolina Hurricanes organization. Um, again, Galchenyuk, a depth player for Toronto. How long he stays, um, you know, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. But um, my feeling Sheldon's going to like him and try and squeeze him on the fourth line is as much as I can imagine right now. Um, and then when Nick Robertson comes up, um, I think Robertson steals the show and that does for Galchenyuk. But um, hey, don't mark my words, mark them when they happen. Right. Yeah. See, my take on this is that Galchenyuk, he's he's over and done with. Um, I mean, maybe he can do something on the third line, you know, for the fourth line. I, you know, something produce. He's he reminds me of like a Victor Rask. Like he was great. Victor Rask was great with Carolina, and then that trade happened, and now he just gets a point here and there. And I've and that's exactly what's gonna happen with Galchenyuk. Right? He was okay with Pittsburgh, didn't do anything for Minnesota. Now he's at now he's in Toronto, and I don't think any and nothing's nothing's gonna happen. That's just my that's my that's my take on it. I don't think any I don't think he's gonna do very well. And I think in a few years he'll just be out of the league. Yeah, 
He might even swap, split, walk, swap spots with Nick Robertson and, t- and go down to the Marlies as Robertson comes up to the Leafs on, in full honesty. I think that might that might happen too. So, um, you know, either way, Galchenyuk's got limited li- years left in his NHL career at this point as far as, you know, I'm to predict. Yeah, I... I, I I agree with you. Um, it's he's Robert. Uh, uh, he's gonna he's gonna do you know very little. Maybe he'd be like first line AHL and then do something, and they might just flip him up back and forth. And you know, otherwise, maybe maybe his career is over and he's just gonna stick in the AHL. Who who knows? Um, there are a lot of players who have done that, so very well a possibility. But uh, because again, in the AHL, players who have played in the NHL are known to thrive, and so it gives them something left in the tank to to go with. And so if he decides to do that, great, so be it. Because you know what, Michael Froelich have played eight hundred some odd games in the NHL between Buffalo and some other spots, and he's now with the Laval Rocket and played his first AHL game tonight of his career. So um, that was at the Bell Center in Montreal um, where the Rocket are playing out their season. So unusual things do happen and um, it's given him somewhere to play. So, you know, you take advantage of it. So if Galchenyuk um, sees fit to do that once he's loaned down to the Marlies, you know what, do it. Cause I'm sure head coach Greg Moore will like him. Um, I spoke with head coach Greg Moore this evening to get an idea of what he's like from his team uh, two games through. And, you know, they're, Offensively, they're having no issues. They won 6-2 tonight against Manitoba, uh, which has Cole Perfetti, former OHL star with the Sauganist Spirit. And if they can, if they need, if they want one more boost of, you know, I don't know, fire per se on the offensive side, they don't need Galchenyuk, but I'm sure he'll be welcomed and could thrive there. So, um, you know, food for thought, but um, hey, just predicting the future here. Yeah, see, I'll be perfectly honest with you. I know... Um... Uh, Robertson made his debut uh, in the playoffs, his NHL debut in the playoffs last year. Uh, and I'm actually really, really surprised that he's not with the Maple Leafs right now uh, because of how well he did play in the playoffs. Um, I personally really like him. I mean, I don't really, I'm not a big fan of Toronto, but like I respect like Robertson as a player and I really like him and I hope he does well. Um, I just, you know, when, you know, I just think he's, um, I think he's good. He's, uh, he's uh, uh, younger than I am. He's, uh, uh, interesting fact, he was actually born on 9-11-2001. I mean, I don't know if it, that was a, you know, really big deal in Canada as much as it was in the United States, but I just, just an interest, interesting fact I thought I'd throw out there. Um, Last thing I'll note on Nick Robertson is he scored his first goal to Marley's tonight in their 6-2 win uh, over Manitoba. Um, so he's already off to a hot start. Um, and, you know, he looks as good as anyone would expect him to. Now, with that, um, despite the fact that uh, the NHL season started, um, I, th- I think it's fair to say at this point, incredibly late, is the fact that uh, the Maple Leafs did not let Robertson join USA hockey for the world juniors this year. Um, and, you know, we, at that point we all knew, okay, it's not like the NHL is going to come, uh, you know, figure out a return during the world juniors. And of course they didn't. So, um, you know, a bummer for him to miss out on his last opportunity to play at that tournament, um, which would have given him some ice time and, um, you know, level an international level nonetheless to compete at before uh, hitting the NHL ice. So again, a surprise with him not being with the NHL team and, um, 
had that gone to play, maybe they would have brought him up after seeing his stardom because he would have risen with USA Hockey and um, been a huge com- contributor. So I can't make much sense of it either. I know Sheldon Keefe wants him up, but, um, you know, Sheldon Keefe doesn't get the uh, final calls. It's on Kyle Dubas and team management. So, um, you know, take it for what you will, but I think he'll be up rather soon. Yeah, see, I... Um... I, I really hope he does get up there soon. Um, I suppose same thing with like Matt, with Matthew Boldy in the Minnesota Wild. I, um, oh God, I don't know if I don't know if Boldy's in the AHL. I feel like he would be. I don't know why he wouldn't be because he played for Team USA. He played really well for Team USA, getting a couple points here and there, and just kind of just playing all around good. Um, you know, doing all the little things right, and I feel like. Uh, just with all these injuries and COVID, you know, mishaps or whatever you want to call them, uh, I feel like Matthew Boldy should get that, get that opportunity. Uh, but I'm guessing that what they're doing down in Iowa is just letting him, letting him grow a little more, like they did with uh, uh, Kaprizov and KHL, and now he is an absolute unit. <laughs> um, at, at his age. Um, so that, that could be their, their thought, um, give him a few more years of development, then bring him up and not bring him up too early. Same thing with Marco Rossi, uh, you know, pick number nine in this year's draft. Uh, he's back in Austria because of COVID. Uh, so yeah, next year he should, well, next year he'll get, hopefully he'll get some development and, you know, we can see our youth, um, you know, thrive a little more in the, in, in the, in the NHL. Yeah, uh, I think you said that perfectly. Again, uh, Rossi, a unique situation um, with uh, COVID. It uh, hit him hard. And uh, while the Wild kind of downplayed how ill he was, at the same time, they said he's not ready. So um, they said in six weeks, uh, come back to Minnesota. So they sent him home to Austria where he's being uh, monitored, albeit, I, I believe, remotely. Um, by the team physicians and um, we'll see how he's doing they said do not lift weights just chill so um, again COVID hits everyone differently and for whatever reason Marco Rossi got the brunt of it so um, you know here's hoping for a speedy recovery and um, you know again this is a really unfortunate kid just got drafted all he wants to do is play gets hit by a virus none of us asked for and here we are so um, you know hopefully he returns to Minnesota safely and can start to uh, at the very least, get back on ice, whether it's uh, with a physical uh, a jersey where they say he can start being physical or not. As long as he can get back on the ice, it's a start. And, um, you know, we'll see where that goes. Uh, that story is in The Athletic from Minnesota's Michael Russo. If you have not read that yet, theathletic.com uh, slash Minnesota. Yeah, I, I like Michael Russo a whole lot. Uh, he's probably my favorite writer uh, next to, like, Pierre Lebron. Or uh, Dom Dom Loose uh, Chichen, he's also really good. But uh, yeah, Michael Russo is the is my favorite Minnesota Wild beat writer out of all of them. <laughs> um, but yeah, I didn't know that they said uh, he shouldn't lift weights. All I knew is that they sent him back to his home country, and just I thought that just meant like he would just be in like the Austrian league that they have over there. Or what that was hoping that that was supposed to, that he would be good enough to do that. But um, ultimately it sounds like the virus just, um, you know, hit him weird. Yeah. Hit him weird. So um, um, it's better than we're yeah. going to do. So, yeah. 
because <laughs> um, I, uh, I know originally I was actually listening to Michael Russo on his podcast that he does, and he said that like maybe like before he got sent to Austria, he said that uh, they were going to like give him a chance because he gets six games before, um, you know, that's listed as a one year of his contract, you know? So, you know, you got like a six, six game, uh, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know what you want to call it, like a training period or something. Okay. <laughs> six games of like training wheels, maybe. <laughs> yeah, but he wasn't kind of helping him to do that. So, I mean, it sucks. And it's coming from a kid who absolutely tore apart the Ontario Hockey League with the Ottawa 67s the last couple of years. So, um, really a shame. I got to uh, cover him once in Mississauga. So, it was a privilege to see the start, the young star talent that he presents and can present to an NHL organization. And I hope for his well being. And I hope that. Um, at some point this season, even if it's towards the end and Minnesota allows it, that he joins for the postseason should Minnesota make it. Uh, because again, this is a virus none of us asked for. This is a time none of us asked to be in. And um, the fact that it uh, has affected his start to his hockey career this badly is really just a shame. Yeah, for sure. And it's going to be interesting how they do rosters in the NHL because I know for baseball in the playoffs, they allowed quite a few more players uh, than they normally would with, you know, the weird COVID season that, you know, all, all leagues had this year. But um, yeah, if they, they, if they allow like more players on that taxi squad or whatever, and Rossi is available to, you know, play, um, it'd be nice for him to, you know, be on that taxi squad uh, and, you know, get, maybe he'd be like Robertson and he'd make his NHL debut in the playoffs and then he would just be this wonderful kid you know like Robertson uh seems to be um you know like like I was saying I do like I like Robertson a lot I like Rossi a lot um I like his you know the one taken after him Mr. Cole Perfetti from Winnipeg I like Perfetti I like how he's been doing um in the AHL for Manitoba um and I, uh, what have, and now that we're on the topic of prospects, what have you heard about Quentin Byfield? Because um, I know we talked about that earlier. Um, and I know we were both surprised that he wasn't playing for Los Angeles. Uh, is he, is he in the AHL right now, like doing well? Or like what's, what's going on there? Yeah, I can provide that update. Um, actually, something I was following throughout the weekend. So, um, Quinton Byfield, uh, product of the OHL Sudbury Wolves, is playing with the Ontario Reign in the American Hockey League, and this past weekend scored his first pro goal with uh, Ontario, and alongside him, another Canadian product, Akil Thomas, scored his first pro goal. Um, so, um, would I say they're doing well? Well, it's one goal, so it's not a, it's not a one thing tells all, but um, for what it is, it's a good start. So, um, you know, they're obviously the comfort is now there. Yes, it's an adjustment period, but um, I would go so far to say that both have, you know, found their rhythm and, um, you know, it's the start of um, what's certainly going to be, uh, I believe, for both of them at, at the very least, magical NHL careers. So, you know, um, I'm hoping I'm right on at least one of them, if anything, it's Byfield, but um, I've seen uh, plenty of promise in the both of them uh, with the Canadian national teams, the World Juniors, and uh, years past including this year Byfield so um 
he was wishing them tons of success, but a great start this weekend as the Ontario Reign uh, kicked off their American Hockey League season, or at least I'm to believe that was the case. Now, if they're in Toronto, in Ontario, then how is that going to work if they want to call anybody up? Is it, is it still going to be like a four, 14 day, um, a 14 day period that they have to? Okay, here's here's what's interesting. Ontario uh, is actually in Southern California. So um, it's not the province in Canada. It's its own little state or city in the States. So uh, I'm to believe that Ontario is not far from, um, you know, the Staples Center area, home to the LA Kings. So I don't believe there's any sort of quarantine needed um, as a result of that. I believe Byfield would be clear to jump right into action uh, after posting a negative test, which I believe the NHL would still mandate, even though, again, it's not like he's going very far to join the Kings in that case. Um, so, you know, there's uh, two cents on that end. Um, but in terms of players, um, I think, you know, going cross-border, I think that's what they're really, really trying to limit this season, if anything, uh, for those who have connections to Canadian teams, albeit the draft or, um, you know, just free agent signings who are currently in the AHL for other reasons. Um, though I'm not really sure how many of those there are. So um, point being, I don't know that a 14, I think they're trying to avoid any form of quarantines or anything that um, aren't directly related to the COVID protocol list. Um, that's why we have taxi squads uh, on slates for this year, along with the American Hockey League teams. So the taxi squads, um, I believe they're still partially with the NHL roster because, you know, they're still in the, you know, they're still in the NHL team, their respective NHL teams, you know, bubble and hotels and with them at all times, uh, from my understanding. I don't know what their ice time actually looks like aside from the NHL team. Um, I believe they all practice uh, together. So, you know, at least there's that. But um, yeah, uh, in terms of, you know, cross-border and whatnot, um, they're trying to avoid any other quarantine or any other, um, you know, missing time on ice from anything that that is aside from the, the NHL's uh, COVID protocol list. Yeah, for sure. I actually didn't know that uh, Ontario is another little, like, town in, uh, in Los Angeles. That's, that's interesting. I learned something. Um, but... Uh, yeah, now that we're um, so back to uh, um, another another LA prospect. Um, I don't know if you've heard. Um, oh God, I just had his name. Faber, yeah, uh, Brock Faber. Um, you know, he's another LA, uh, Los Angeles prospect. Um, he was in. Um, he he was with Team USA. Yeah, he um, was with the US and TDP. Right. Yes, exactly. And the U.S. Um, national team at the World Juniors this year. Right. Yeah, that. <laughs> uh, the the in the World Juniors, I you know I liked I liked him. Uh, he's uh, last year uh, round round two. Um, but no, Brock they just you know I'm I I'm kind of big on NCAA hockey. Uh, so you know Brock Faber, um, a lot of these guys. Uh, Brock Faber. I re I also like uh, Jackson Lacombe. Lacombe. I don't know how to say his name. He's he got drafted by Anaheim. Um, uh, Scott Reedy got drafted uh, by uh, San Jose. I think Brodzinski got drafted as well. 
Brzezinski's really good for Minnesota. Um, yes, he got drafted. Um, he got drafted by the flyer by the Flyers. Uh, just you know, a lot of a lot of a lot of talent, talented kids, and um, a, lot, a lot of talented kids in uh, Minnesota. And then uh, Sample Ranta, he who. Have you heard of Sampo Ranta? No. No? Oh, he's really, really good for University of Minnesota. Minnesota. Whenever, like, I have their notifications on, on Twitter, and it's always Sampo Ranta with an assist or Sampo Ranta with a goal. Uh, he's got, he got drafted in 2018 to the Colorado Avalanche, and he's, I'm just very excited for all these Gopher kids who play in the NHL because I feel like this year, like last year, uh, a lot of these kids are really like showing up now, um, and it's just going to be exciting for all these kids from the University of North Dakota and University of Minnesota, University of Minnesota Duluth, um, all these kids to actually like start in the NHL and to have a lot of kids from Minnesota. Um, yeah, a lot of these kids are from, you know, when they go to. Uh, Minnesota, uh, University of Minnesota. They are from the state of Minnesota. Just going through um, one, two, three. Just, yeah, like I just counted 10 right there. There's 10, over 10 players from, from the state of Minnesota, you know, on the University of Minnesota team. So it's just nice to, you know, have my own representation. You know, I'm so similar to you when you have like a kid from Toronto to make it into the league, you know, I suppose that's what Minnesota is known best for, right? The hockey, um, the state of hockey, you know? Yep, absolutely. Um, you know, we don't really see a lot of Canadian products these days. Most of them are coming out of the NCAA because um, a lot of high-end talent is starting to really develop and we see it more and more. And it's, you know, it's a great thing to see. It's very rare to see the Canadian talent come out of youth sports, which is our national governing body of college and university sport. But um, nonetheless, um, you know, Nick Robertson, I believe, was an NCAA product, uh, at least if I recall that correctly. So, um, you know, uh, we're seeing it a lot and it's great. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, and that's going to be, um, yeah, just be good, good, good place to, to, to end there. Um, you know, it's, you know, it's just exciting, you know, exciting times in the, in the NHL, like always, um, a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of stuff happening, um, you know, with, with COVID, which, uh, for the first few weeks, I thought I was doing really well, and then it just uh, spiked. Um, so that's you know obviously unfortunate, but it is what it is. Um, I know you know you, uh, your bye week isn't obviously COVID related, but uh, you know bye week nonetheless. Not getting to watch hockey. Um, I'm very excited to have to have hockey back. We're gonna have a uh, lot of games rescheduled, but um, you know as long as we have hockey back, and hopefully we can. Um, we can just keep, just, just keep it that way, you know, just keep, uh, keep no, uh, keep people off the, the COVID list and get everyone back, get everybody healthy and go for that playoff push. 
Yeah, and they're finally at that point where it's slowly starting to happen. The National Hockey League announced this morning up, upwards of 29 games that have been rescheduled due to COVID. Uh, several teams are just getting back in action. This includes both Minnesota as well as um, New Jersey. Um, I believe Buffalo, Philadelphia, Buffalo. and Vegas are all set to slowly slide back into action the next couple of days, respectively. Um, and then with that, the Lake Tahoe event, uh, the NHL Outdoors series um, happens this weekend, I believe it is. Um, the Saturday 20th. Sunday, um, yep. yeah, the 20th and 21st. Um, so that's Vegas, Philadelphia, and uh, Boston, and uh, yeah, Vegas, right? Uh, or did I already say them? Um, uh, Colorado, Colorado and Vegas Colorado, on you. on Saturday, and then uh, Philadelphia and Boston on Sunday. Again, that will so. only happen should the teams pull through off the COVID list okay. They will be carefully monitored right up until the point in which uh, they are set to depart. If they are not, NHL does have backup plans, but they are hoping they don't have to pull that plug and um, go that route. So um, here's hoping that that's a very safe event. They continue to work towards it. Right now that the rink is built, it's literally on a golf course uh, with a pond literally on the side of it. And so with that, what's also interesting is they don't have ice on it on the rink right now. So um, lots of work still to do and not very much time left to do it in. So they've got to build the ice, they've got to paint the ice, um, the NHL TV crew booths, uh, and for one for NBC, one for Sportsnet, are both there, but they're not done. And then the crews aren't there, and they're de- at the news desk that they sit at, and all the wiring isn't done. And then they're also gonna have lighting, of course, because it's gonna be dark. Um, there's a lot of things to get done, and um, you know, the NHL's a, you know, a lot of people out there doing this. But is it enough? Will it all come together? Okay, a lot of questions remain. I've thought this is gonna be an epic failure. Um, just given that I think they started this too late um, because they literally pulled this out of nowhere and decided to do it because it's the one year they could. And just a lot of concern about uh, the point that they're at. I don't think that uh, given it's now Wednesday morning and they still have a ton to do, I don't know if they're going to pull this off. So, um, you know, I think it was uh, taking on too much. Uh, If they can prove me wrong, prove me wrong, please. But, um, you know, if we walk into Saturday morning and there's still things to do, I think that'll tell us, you know, that this event was not that was not a success before it even begins. But, um, you know, that's just me. Yeah, I think if they're I mean, if they can they really do it in like four days, who knows? Um, but no, I know the outdoor events are my personal favorite. I'm sure there are a lot of a lot of people's personal favorites, um, you know, all the, the stadium series that they do. Uh, I know there's one, well, the Minnesota Wild were supposed to have their outdoor event at uh, Target Field, home of the Minnesota Twins. They were supposed to play St. Louis actually on January 1st before, yeah, January 1st. Yeah, I think it was New Year's Day. I think it was New Year's Day when they were supposed to play um, in that, that game before everything got postponed and then everything did get postponed and I don't think... They, they, you know, they just didn't want to reschedule it, um, which is unfortunate. So hopefully, uh, hopefully they can get uh, get that next year. You know, they can play uh, at at uh, the the Twins the Twins Stadium. Um, Target Field. I would hope to see that they're able to pull that off. Um, I know that was on schedule for this year, um, and obviously it's not happening now. 
again, I wish them the best of luck pulling off this Lake Tahoe event. I don't think they're going to get it done in time, but uh, if they can prove me wrong, prove me wrong. But here's hoping we're all back to normal. Vaccine rollout seemed to be going okay in the U.S. and Canada, we are nowhere even near okay with that. But, um, you know, such is life. And hopefully we start to get on back on that track soon. Um, but, you know, I think we all miss a return to normal. We miss being in hockey arenas and, um, you know, there's lots to miss. I'm doing media calls from home weird season so um you know such is life yeah yeah say lovey um yeah justin uh thank you again for for being on um like i like i said in the beginning you're basically my co-host now <laughs> so um yeah uh this is this it's always good to have you on you always give give good information so i i appreciate your uh, your willingness to do to do this um but yeah, if you, uh, you know, if you don't have anything else to do in the near future, uh, please come back on. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was, uh, that was good. I know third, um, I know, you know, Wednesday is a solid day for hockey Thursday. I'm probably going to be back on Thursday because there's a very large, large hockey, large hockey day there. Um, but yeah, I know Winnipeg plays tomorrow night in the late game. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I uh, totally forgot about that. Uh, tomorrow. Ooh, exciting stuff tomorrow. Um, did you know, Justin, that the Panthers, the Florida Panthers are 9-2-2? Two, and two? I don't, I definitely didn't expect the Florida Panthers to get to that hot start. And they're playing. Well, they're a lot uh, of teams that are pulling off surprises and Florida is one of them, certainly. Yeah, because I had no idea Florida was this good. I haven't seen Florida play. Well, no, I'm sorry. I knew they played Tampa. They beat Tampa twice in their, like, three-game series that they had. Um, Yeah, so that was upsetting, being I'm a Tampa fan. But it is what it is. Um, But, yeah, Florida plays uh, Carolina tomorrow night. Carolina is 10-3. They play at 5 o'clock tomorrow night. Um, so that will be, that'll be exciting. I'm very excited to watch that. Um, and then none of the other games really interest me except for, um, the Jets game, you know, you know, I'm, you know, that I'm a Jets fan. So I'll be, you know, certainly tuning into that one. Um, like it, like I said earlier, it was a big, big game, uh, uh the other night, uh, when they beat the Oilers six to five, um, you know, it's it's. A, I think it's always fun when it's when a game is high scoring and and offensive. Um, but yeah, that that should be that that that'll be fun on uh, at uh, ten o'clock. So yeah, early game at five, and then late game at ten. So good good day of hockey on Wednesday. But uh, Justin, you can just sit at home and, and twiddle your thumbs, waiting for Montreal to come back. Yeah, and said I'm going to be watching uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs as they take on the Ottawa Senators. Um, and such is life. What might be what might be a little bit fun is that I believe this game happens uh, at the Canadian Tire Center, home of the Senators. So Alex Galchenyuk has only been gone from Ottawa for you know a couple hours, all in all. So <laughs> um, you know, welcome home, Galley. Um, another get at it. This time wearing the uh the blue and white of the toronto maple leafs so um you know one last um stir around the pot before hitting the road to toronto um 
should be a good one if he can net a goal make it make it a little more fun but um you know weird coincidences do happen and in this COVID season you couldn't ask for a better scheduled game than that so um that does it for me uh for everything um you know nhl related um parker's got a piece coming out tomorrow check out the for um your latest information as it pertains to the nhl ahl and really just about every hl that there is in north america um, we have you covered from men's hockey women's hockey to junior hockey to just about everything at puck authority one on twitter uh you can find us on facebook as well at the puck authority and on instagram at the puck authority should you wish to um, join us in our creative lenses of interesting graphics um, done by the amazing Jasmine Yen, um, full of you know quotes and everything um, from you know first goals to crazy goals and um, yeah, I think that concludes my ramble. So Parker, thanks for having me. Of course, yeah, you, you can find me um, on Twitter at uh, pwan2020. Um, that's my that's my Twitter. If you care to give me a follow. Um, just my little dumb thoughts that I have just go on there throughout the day. So, you know, it is what it is. Um, but yeah, Justin, thanks for, thanks for coming on. I, uh, I enjoy, I enjoy doing this with you. Probably be back on Thursday and uh, yeah, go, go wild. Habs aren't playing, but um, you know, uh, forever red, white, and blue in my veins. So until they hit the ice, um, sitting there in tears waiting for the return well put so all right this has been the uh, canadian almost the almost canadian hockey podcast um thanks again justin for uh joining me i i i'm your host parker Warner, and uh thank you <laughs>